Well, good morning. You had your coffee this morning, you feel awake and ready to go? <laughs> already, the st- stomach's already grumbling. You want lunch? You want to beat the Baptist there? We're in a series right now called Receiving the Ministry of Christ and Receiving the Ministry of Jesus. And uh, I want to pick up kind of where I left off a couple weeks ago when we looked at Matthew chapter 16 and it talked about the revelation of Jesus that Peter, Simon, uh, son of Bar-Jonah, that he had of, of Jesus. He had the revelation of who Jesus was. Jesus says... Who do men say that I am? They give it, they said, some that say you're the prophet, some say you're John the Baptist. And then Jesus turns and says to his disciples, who do you guys say that I am? And Simon always is the first one to speak up. He says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. You're the anointed one. And, G- and Jesus then responds and says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you. But my father in heaven has brought this to you by revelation. It's... It, it is by revelation that you understand that. And I really believe that there is going to be that question is going to come to the surface in this hour is who do we say Jesus is? And in that is not just coming up with the right answer, but it's how we receive the right answer. And that we received it by revelation like Peter did. And so today I want to talk to you about the ministry of Jesus is that he wants to release his authority upon the earth to reveal who he is to mankind. And so when we talk about the power and authority of Jesus, it's, there's two separate things. It, it'll give you the picture of like a police officer. His badge is his authority. His gun is his power, right? And it'll back up his authority. So when we say that Jesus has authority, it means that he has the, the, uh, the influence because of the position that he is in. And what position is God in? He is over all things. He is above everything else. So Jesus is walking in the authority that we see here on the earth. He's walking in the authority of God. And he's releasing his authority and it demonstrates who he is. Remember that John the Baptist had the, the servant that came to him in prison and he said, you know, go and make sure this is the one. Did I get it wrong? And then Jesus sends the message back to John the Baptist in prison and says, tell him that we cast out demons, we heal the sick, and we raise the dead. He said that it is through the demonstration of my authority upon the earth that proves who I am. Now, what we must understand is we've as we're coming to the consummation of the ages, as we come to the very end here now upon the earth, in my opinion, that we're in the last days, that it is the authority of Jesus in the body of Christ that's going to prove that he is who he said he was. And so we need to walk in that. We need to understand that. We talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago, that Jesus, the reason that he releases the authority of God, number one, is because he is crazy about people. He loves people. 
He really does. He has compassion. And because of his love and compassion, he demonstrates the authority of God. The second thing is that he demonstrates the authority of God through his life so that he can bring glory to the Father, so that God can be glorified. And the third thing is that he demonstrates the authority of God to fulfill the prophecies about himself and to prove that he is who he said he was. Now, there's four things that we see in scripture that he has authority over, which pretty much includes everything. Number one, he has authority over nature and natural laws. Number two, he has authority over demonic powers and demons. Number three, he has authority and power over sickness. And number four, he has authority even over death. So number one is he has authority over nature. We see this picture in Mark chapter 4 when they're crossing over to the other side and they're in the boat and then all of a sudden this storm comes up on them and they, you know, the disciples think, we're going to perish, they said. You know, they forgot Jesus is on the boat. You know, sometimes we forget Jesus is on the boat, don't we? Yeah? How many know he's, he's on your boat? He's with us every day. And, and so there's no reason to fear or fret, you know. What, what's the worst thing could happen? You could die and go to heaven, you know. <laughs> so he's on the boat with us. He's with us all the time. And so he demonstrates his authority that he is God because he speaks to the storm and he says, peace be still. And what happens? The storm immediately ceases. The, w- the wind ceases. The water is calm. And he has authority over nature. Amen? I, I think he, can, he could probably can do something about climate change even, maybe, huh? He has authority over nature. Number two is he has authority over demonic powers. How many know that the enemy is raging up on the earth? There's d- demonic powers that are moving in the lives of systems and people that there's people possessed, there's leaders that are leaders over nations and empires that are possessed with demonic powers. The enemy is real. The principalities, powers that we see in Ephesians chapter 6, the enemy is, is working. He, he is raging. But the reality is that we have to understand that when Jesus and demons get in a fight, there is, it's not much of a contest. It's not like it's close. It's not like Jesus is seven foot tall and demons are six foot tall. Jesus has all authority over every demonic power. And because we understand that, we realize there's nothing to fear. And so what we must understand is that we're coming in contact with people every day that are bound in, in places of, uh, in their lives. Their d- demonic bondage has them, you know, in its grip. But what we must understand is when we walk into that situation, Jesus can step in and he has all authority over every demonic power. And so we need to, to walk in the realization of that. The third thing that Jesus has is he has authority over sickness and disease. We're going really fast, I know, because there's 43 slides. So he has, (laughs) we don't have time to do more. So he has authority over sickness and disease. He has power over sickness and disease. How many believe that? And what we need to understand is he's he's wanting to release that authority. Why? Because he loves us, he wants to bring glory to the Father, and he wants to prove that he is who he said he was. 
And so he wants to really, so we need to begin to really truly believe the demonstration of Jesus would take place in our own life and our family and in our church that Jesus could be glorified by conquering sickness and disease. Amen? I know, you know, uh, one of the things that you come into grips with uh, when I've been doing, you know, the chaplain service for WV Medicine and, and doing hospice and stuff is that you come into the realization of sickness and disease on a daily basis like you never have before. You know, because we really try to avoid people that are really sick. Not, not just like cold sick, like dying sick. And the reality is it is appointed for man once to die. Guess what? If Jesus doesn't come back first, you're going to die. And it's a real sobering thought sometimes. And we try to avoid that. But in the midst of life, we also understand that Jesus has authority to heal sickness and disease. And he will do that if we will step out in faith and believe and begin to, you know, be proactive in engaging the power and authority of Jesus in our lives, in our church. Why? So he can be glorified. So that he can glorify the Father because he's filled with love and compassion. Because he wants to prove he is who he said he was. And then the final thing is that Jesus also has authority over death. Yes, you're going to die if Jesus doesn't come back first, but how many know that he proved that he had authority over death? We see that in that picture of Lazarus, that he was dead for four days, and everybody thought he came late to the party, but he didn't come late to the party. He was just going to start a new party. And then he spoke and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth bound, and they unwrapped him. And, and he was dead, but now he was alive. Because why? Jesus was proving that he had authority over death. Now, Lazarus died again. How many know that? He's not still alive. He died again. But then Jesus died on the cross, and he, he gave us a prophecy, gave us a word that three days later he was going to rise again, and he rose again. He was the first fruits of, of, from the dead. And the Bible says that you once were people who walked around with the fear of death, but you don't have that fear anymore because you understand and you live in the acknowledgement in life that Jesus conquered death. Amen? He conquered it. And the reality is now that I know that if I, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord and that I will, I will be with him. And then someday when he sounds the alarm, there is a dead in Christ, that'll be us if we're, if we're not here when he comes, that the dead in Christ shall rise first and that we will be caught up in the air with him, and we will receive a new glorified body that will be just like Jesus' body. That's what he did for me and you. That's the, the work that he accomplished for me and you because he defeated death. Oh, death, where is your sting? It's been swallowed up by victory. Amen. That, if that don't get you excited, nothing will, you know. Like death, you got no, you're sting. It, it, it means that the, the, the bite of death, it doesn't have a long-lasting effect because Jesus paid the price for it. He conquered death. And so the reality of that is, is that when Jesus walked in authority on the earth, that many people 
misunderstood him and they were jealous of him. The, the scribes, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they were, they were all attacking him because they felt like well, he's outside of the box. How many know Jesus loves to get outside of the box? He, he blows up the box. And, and what we have to understand is that Jesus, he can offend people. <laughs> he can offend people. And isn't it amazing that the people in Scripture that got offended by him the most were the religious people? Religious people get offended when Jesus really exercises his authority. Why? Because it challenges their box. It challenges their pride. It challenges their, their institutionalization that they have put Jesus in. And Jesus is wanting to break out of that. And I, I'm, I'm just saying this, in this hour that we live right now, we must understand that Jesus is wanting to break out of the box. He wants to break out of these four walls. There's, it's, this is a beautiful building, and, and it's lovely, and Jesus loves to show up when we worship him. And, and, but he wants to go beyond this room. He wants, to, he wants to touch the lives of people that are out there in every day-to-day -day life. And what you must understand in Matthew chapter 10 is we see this picture that Jesus sent out the 12. Matthew 10 verse 1, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them, look what it says, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of diseases. Now the names of the 12, and then he lists the names, verse 16, behold, I send you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. How many know that the world out there, that the enemy has a lot of wolves out there in the world? And he sends you out in, that, in, in a way that you, you're walking in the authority that he put in you. And, and, and the simple thing is, well, what does that mean? It means simply this, you cast out demons and you pray for the sick. And that's not just for the, somebody who's got a pastor's name on their, in front of them. It's for every single one of us that you've been sent out. Like, yeah, you're a sheep. It may look like you're a sheep, but the authority of Jesus is inside of you. Therefore, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to counsel, scourge you in the synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. A testimony of what? That he is who he said he was. And that we believe it with all of our heart. And that we're willing to pay whatever price we've got to pay because we truly believe it. You know, the question is, I, I have so often with Christians in our modern culture today, do you really believe it? Because if you really believed that he was who he said he was, wouldn't you look different? Wouldn't you talk different? Wouldn't you do different? Would your life not look different? And if you really believed that you have the authority of God in you when you walk out into the world, wouldn't you exercise and walk in that authority every day? Why? Not if it's for you to get seen, like, look at me, you know. But if it's for him to be glorified. I, it was a few weeks ago, I was going through just kind of a stress week and everything was, and I was reading in the book of Psalms where David said, I will make your name known in, in my generation. 
Some of you maybe heard me sit, mention this. And when I was reading that, you know, this, that part of you that's going like, yeah, that's where. And then, and then all of a sudden the Lord just slaps you, you know, like. And, and then the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, if you be worried about my name being glorified and quit worrying about your name, then I'll take care of your name. And it's, it's the reality that who we are as God's people is for us to bring glory to him Every day, and that's what you, I begin to pray that every morning now when I get up and I, I drive to work, I'm, I'm praying. I said, Lord, I just pray you would be glorified today. You would be glorified in my life today. Can we pray that? Lord, you, we ask for you to be glorified in our life today. Be glorified, Jesus. And so Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 now, but when they deliver you up, do not worry about uh, how or what you should speak for it will be given to you in that hour that you, uh, in that hour what you should speak, verse 24. It is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. So literally that we understand that our, our mouth can be orchestrated by heaven. That the heaven can, uh, can anoint the words that come out of our mouth. Some of the greatest things that I've ever said, I didn't even know what I was saying when I said it. And then you'll go, wow, that was really brilliant. And you know you're not that smart. How many have ever said something? You're going like, wow, that was really, that was good. But you realize it is, it is the spirit of God that's inside of you. How many know the moment you got saved, it says you were dead in trespasses of sin. You've been made alive in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You've got the wisest person on the planet living inside of you. That should be a comfort. You should probably rely on that a little bit instead of your brain, huh? <laughs> we get a lot less trouble if we would rely on that, upon the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit's inside of us, and he, is, he wants to speak through you. So let me go way further. Okay, Luke chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus, we see this picture, and this is a picture that Jesus gives us where he sends out 70. A lot of you know the story. He's, he anoints and sends out 70 to do the work of God. You have to understand, yes, this is uh, important and significant that he sent these 70 out. But don't you realize that he, he really, he did this to give us a picture. So that we understand that we are just like these 70. And that and we're really, we're post the cross. These were pre-cross, meaning that Jesus hadn't died and rose yet. We live in the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ because the Bible says, Romans chapter 8, verse 11, it says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now quickens your mortal body. So the Holy Spirit quickens our lives because of the power of the resurrection. And so Jesus gives us this picture in Luke chapter 10. It says, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. I send you out as lambs among wolves, but whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house, and remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give you, for laborers is worthy of his wages. Verse 9, heal the sick, look what it says, heal the sick there and say the kingdom of God has come near to you but whatever city you enter and they do not receive you say the very dust of your city be wiped against you now what what I want you to see here is this picture what does he say when you go you understand that you have 
not a cockiness, not a, not a just being arrogant, but you realize by faith that when you go, that the kingdom of God goes with you. Because he says here, tell them when you show up that the kingdom has come near you. Why? Because the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is within you. You are carriers of the kingdom of God. You carry it every day of your life. You know what? And this is really important. You carry the kingdom of God even when you don't feel like it. And when you don't like, like, you know, isn't it amazing in days when you don't even feel like it, Jesus can show up and do great things and you're going like, I didn't even feel like it. And there it happened. What isn't about your feelings, is it? It's about the reality of faith that I have in the Lord Jesus Christ and that the Holy Spirit lives in me and the authority of the kingdom is being carried by us. Why is that? Why would Jesus want us to carry the authority of the kingdom? Well, right back to the beginning. Number one, because he loves people and he's compassionate. Number, t- number two, everybody remember? No, remember? Huh? Huh? So that the Father can be glorified. And number three, the last one was because he wanted to, he proves that he is who he said he was, right? Okay, let me try it one more time. Number one, he's filled with love and compassion. That's why he releases his authority. Number two, so that the Father can be glorified. And number three, that he proves that he is who he said he was. That in, in every one of our lives, what we have to understand is these 70 were sent out with authority. The, the word in the, in the Greek for, to be sent out is the word apostolo, where we get the word apostolic or the word apostle. It means you are sent out. But you're not just sent out like, oh, I gotta go. You're sent out with the authority of Jesus. You're sent out with his authority. You remember, that's why Jesus said in the Great Commission, that we call it the Great Commission. It was not called the Great Commission, but we call it that. He said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Therefore, because this is true, because all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth, Jesus is saying, therefore, go. You see the picture? Go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news. And what is the gospel? Jesus saves, he heals, and he delivers. He saves, heals, and delivers. And you don't have to have some special PhD to walk in that. All you have to do is exercise your faith in the kingdom of God that is inside of you. You know, I I was kind of going through a a day this past week. And you look around you in the world and some days it can just be overwhelming. Some of you probably seen the George Barna report that came out this, this past week where America now is, it's only 4% of Americans that have a biblical worldview. And the biblical worldview is very basic. Just Jesus is who he said he was, the virgin birth, you know, just real basic. And only 4% of Americans believe that now. Now, this is, I, this is probably not in news to a lot of you, but we, we are in a post-Christian culture. It, it's post-Christian culture. Whether we want to accept it or believe it, 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 it is a post-Christian culture. And so I, I was thinking about this last week, and I was just... Like, my goodness, Jesus, I was just like one of those days, like, Jesus, just come back and get this over with. This is, you know, put this out of its misery. The, the world is just insane. You know, I, I, I used to think that, you know, there was a few dysfunctional people out there in the culture, and then I found out, <laughs> is there any functional people out there in the culture? It's crazy. It is just crazy. The world is crazy. 
And it's like sometimes we don't even like to talk about it. We don't even want to talk about the condition that the world is in sometimes and, and how, how much of culture and people and families have turned their back on Christ and, and went away from him. They're completely apostate, have fallen away. And so I, I just felt like I was overwhelmed the other day by the, the picture of this, looking at families and people and, and just the world. And then, you know, George Barna, he's really great to add it on. 4% of the culture has a biblical worldview. And, and then all of a sudden, the Lord reminds me, what are you preaching on on Sunday? You know, it's just rough when the Lord just challenges you with your own stuff you're supposed to be preaching. He said, I sent you out like a lamb among wolves. And I, I was just contemplating and thinking about that. And, and I'm trying to say, okay, what are you trying to say, Lord? And the Lord was, just dropped in my spirit that it looks like to everyone else that the lamb is docile and has nothing and can do nothing. And it's just going to, you know, just lie, lie down and, and be killed. But the the people that are wolves and the things in the world that are wolves, they don't understand that that lamb has a shepherd. That that lamb has a shepherd that has the power and authority to overcome all the wolves that are out there among us and in the culture around us. You are not on your own. How many are glad of that? We're not on our own. We're not on our own. And what we have to understand is that Jesus' authority is in you. The reason that you're going out is because you have been sent out. The, the word there, apostolo, it means that the authority now is on you and you go out in that authority. It's not me, it's him. I'm not here to represent me, I'm here to represent him it's like David was saying. He says, I want to make your name known in my generation. I, I, one, one translation says, I want to make you famous in my generation. I want to make the name of Jesus famous in my generation. See, you don't have to, you know, uh, for the last 20-some years, I've been going to Africa and other places uh, around the world. But I want you to understand that I, it's, it's kind of crazy now. When I go to Kenya, they're more Christianized than, than America is. I stop and preach at high schools all the, all the time there. I just walk in. I mean, you're not going to go preach at a high school in America unless it's a Christian school. These are just public schools they pull off. They don't, even, they don't even tell the school I'm coming. They just pull off and say, hey, you're going to preach today. So they cancel class. They all come to the auditorium, and you got hundreds and hundreds of, of high school students, and you, don't even, you didn't know you were even going to preach five minutes ago, and so you better come up with something quick, you know. And so, it, it, but... I look at the culture in Kenya, I think now is 70% Christian. And it has a lot of problems there too and such. But we're talking, when, you know where on the planet needs evangelized today? It is America. And so there's got to be a mentality that we have as Christians where we don't just, you know, the, the day that we live in a Christian country and all the things that we thought went along with it, those, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be, be Debbie Downer here, but I'm telling you, don't live in that country today. 
You live in a country that there is so much been given over to the enemy, so much that has been sacrificed to the enemy, so many things that has brought us to where we are in turning their back on the Lord. But that does not change the fact that you are the people that God has sent in this time, in this such a, t- and, uh, a such a time as this. You've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this that the authority of Jesus is inside of you, and the world like never before needs that Jesus that you have he need they need that Jesus and the reality is that we we can't just sit back and be like the religious leaders and try to put everything in this box to make everything look nice and neat it ain't going to happen it's just not going to happen I mean it's crazy you know I, I was thinking, even just you know a few months ago I could never imagine that I'm sitting in a home praying for people Half the people are smoking dope. Half, I mean, not, not like figuratively, like literally. And it's just craziness going on it, all around you. I don't need, I'm not even going to say a lot of things I see. And, but it's the reality that you're put in that place because the Lord sent you there. Wherever you are, it may look like craziness is all around you in your family, at your workplace, wherever it might be. But the Lord sent you there. You've been sent there by the Lord to represent him. The authority of Jesus rests in you. You say, I don't know what to say. Well, we just read it. The Lord will give you the words to say. It's amazing that when you allow Jesus to speak through you, you actually look like you know what you're talking about. Because why? Because his authority will back it up. And then all of a sudden, the words that come out of your mouth are supernatural words. You'll be able to have words of knowledge and words of wisdom and and, and that you don't even have to get credit for. You don't even have to do some kind of mustering up. Thus saith the Lord thy God. You know, you're just simply sharing your heart and the Lord's anointing your mouth and they're looking at you. How do you know this about me? How are you speaking about the very specific things in my life? It's because Jesus loves them and knows them. He loves them more than you do. He, he knows them better than anybody. Better, he knows them better than they know themselves. And what does he want to do? He wants to reach them. He wants to speak into their life. And what does he have you there for? He sent you there with his authority so that you were at the right place at the right time saying the right words that you might bring healing, deliverance, and salvation to a world that is lost and dying without Jesus. And there's got to be something that quickens and awakens in us that we have the sobriety of this call and this mission that he's given to us. It's not something to take lackadaisious, but to have it in, in your mind every day of your life. So Jesus, we ask you to do that. Lord, we ask you to do that. Anoint us, Lord. Anoint us. The, the word apostolo, you send us out, Lord. You send us out. Like a, like a sheep among wolves. But Lord, that, that picture of that, just think about that if you were a sheep and wolves were coming. That's scary in the natural. But Lord, we're not, a, we're not afraid because we've been sent. And when we're sent, the authority of heaven goes with us. The kingdom of God goes with us. There's nothing to fear because, Lord, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto you, Jesus. Now you send us out. You, we go, therefore, into all the world. And, Lord, it's not just about growing a church. It's not just about numbers. It's not about buildings. It's not about all these things that we've made church to, to be. 
Lord, we don't want to be like the religious leaders and have you in a box. We want you to bust out of every box so that the world may know how much you love them. The world might, might really know that the glory is to be given to God, that the world might discover and the world might know that you are who you said you were. Demonstrate your power and authority, Jesus. Lord, we pray for here at City Church that your authority would increase and exponentially increase among us, O oh God. We pray for sickness and disease to bow its knee to the authority of Jesus. Lord, we, we are believing for miracles to happen because you love people, because you are who you said you are, because you want to bring glory to the Father. But God, we pray that we will start seeing uh, uh, just tremendous miracles break out among us, God. In this house, we pray, God, for cancer and for uh, heart disease and all, uh, all different kinds of diseases and sicknesses, God, would bow its knee to Jesus. Let the water level of miracles in this house increase in Jesus' name. Not so that we might make a name for ourselves or for our church, but that we might make a name for you, Jesus, that you would become famous and glorified in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you that every one of us are, and I just, I'm, I'm, I just really want you to sense that this is a commissioning of the Lord, that the Lord commissions you. He anoints you. Lord, we, we say today, apostolo, apostolic, sent out, God. We pray, every one of us, Lord, that we receive a fresh anointing and commissioning of the authority of Jesus in our lives, that we are sent out, Lord, as a sheep among wolves, yes, but with the authority of Jesus. Authority over sickness and disease. Authority over demons and demonic powers. Now just receive that. Just open your heart and your spirit. Lord, I receive that. I receive that commissioning. I receive it. Fresh anointing, Lord. Let fresh anointing fall. And each one of us, God. Each one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we pray for anyone in this room that is suffering sickness and disease in any way in their physical bodies right now. We don't want to just talk about this. We want to see the demonstration of it. So Lord, we pray right now that healing would sweep like a, like a wind through this place this morning. The healing virtue of Jesus would flow right now across this room. Sickness, disease, infirmity, go right now in Jesus' name. Go. I pray for healing in bodies right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we just pray for the healing within hearts and souls of people right now in this room. Lord, anything that the enemy has got a hook in their mind, their, their, their will, their emotions right now, we pray in Jesus' name. You, and you just have to believe God can do this even in a moment. Some, it's not just counseling everything out, but it's also just allowing the, the Lord to bring freedom and deliverance. Every bondage, every, everything that would try to bind the, the souls of your people right now in this room, we say, be loosed in Jesus' name.
Be free. Freedom to come right now. Go right now. Every demonic power, every, every stronghold, everything the enemy that you are trying to do in the lives of God's people in this room right now, we command you to go. The authority of the name of Jesus is in this place right now. And in Jesus' name, you've got to leave. You've got to go. Your power is broken in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we just receive that. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, why don't you just stand and just give some thanks to the Lord right now. Just give him, give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Come on, just for a moment. Let's just, pr- we give you praise and glory and honor. Holy is the Lord. Worthy are you, Jesus. Worthy are you, Lord. We give you glory and honor and praise for who you are, Jesus. You are who you said you were. You're the Christ. You're, you're the Son of God. You're the Son of, you're the Son of Man. You are who you said you were, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything you've done. You're the God who was. You're the God who is right now. And you're the God who's to come. Lord Jesus, we long for the day that you call us to yourself forever and ever but until that day until that time we are missionaries sent out into a world that is blinded and that can't see but Lord we thank you that there's an anointing upon our lives there's an authority on our lives that we can cause people to get a glimpse of who you are so that they may give their life to you so Jesus as we leave today Let us leave with that mentality and that understanding that we are sent ones. We are sent ones in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you this morning. And uh, if you would like prayer or we just want to spend some time in prayer, you're definitely welcome to come forward to pray. If not, uh, God bless you.